Hey guys, before we get started on this episode, I just want to give an apology for being MIA on our audio podcast. Um, we've recorded three different episodes. Uh, we've even live streamed the recording on our social media, which is YouTube and Facebook. Uh, but the audio, for some reason, is corrupt when I go to build the episode. So um, I know we've been gone for a while, and we want to apologize from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, we want to thank you guys for sticking with us and listening. And I know that's not professional. So we're going to try our best to make sure that we record in the best quality possible moving forward. And uh, again, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. And thank you for sticking with us. And now, Insidious the Red Door. It could be horribly cringy or a little weird. It could be everything on earth that you have ever feared. But no matter what, you'll be What's up, everybody? Welcome to the What the Fuck Did I Just Watch Horror podcast. I just said the F word. My bad. Uh, I'm going to keep it account. Yeah, keep account. We're going to have to do a swear jar or something. <laughs> it's in the name of our podcast. So, like, how do you, how do you, like, just stop doing that? Um, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode where we'll, where we will be breaking down the movie uh, Insidious, The Red Door. We're a little late, maybe two or three weeks, um, but here we are, and I'm glad we're doing this one because uh, this should be fun. Uh, my name's Justin. I'll be your host for this evening, uh, and I am joined by a very um, ooh, out of out of out of body <laughs> looking crew, um, ragtag team of horror lovers. Uh, first up, want to introduce my co-host for the show, a resident scream queen. The whore of gore herself, Miss Cheney. What is up, dude? Hello, governor. Hello, governor. <laughs> oh, I should have found a bond with those eyepiece thing like the girl was talking about. Monocles. Monocles. <laughs> Monocles. Oh, I almost God. said bionicle. <laughs> dude, bionicle. yeah, dude. When Chris in this movie, she's like, tell me something weird. She's like, I, uh, I call for takeout in a British accent and I wear a monocle on Saturdays. I'm like, that's badass, dude. That's badass. Uh, next, all the way from in our bedroom, we have, we have uh, our non-horror loving horror lover bringing a a fresh perspective. Um, my beautiful wife Beth, what's up, Beth? Not much. Just a disclaimer. Um, I don't know the last time I went to the movies to see a horror movie, so this is a big deal. That's and I awesome. know I jumped like four times. But I had to finally laugh. But I was like, okay, if people are going to judge me, at least my ass is here. Yeah, dude. She was jumping before the tra- She was jumping before the movie started. Uh, the trailer. The Nun 2 looks scary. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Movie. What are you talking about? It had a good jump scare. Chaney said she jumped. Yeah, yeah. There was a good jump scare. But uh, the movie itself kind of, I don't know. Not a fan of the first one either. But that's all good. It's all good. Uh, how's everyone doing this week? Uh, pretty good. This guy and his wife took me to see the chicks <laughs> on okay, Friday, so- and it was a blast. <laughs> okay, so Justin Surprised told me something, and I have to find YouTube or see if someone posted it. Chaney, you know the couple that was sitting, not the two guys, but the couple like in front of you and Kelsey? Justin, explain what he was doing instead of recording the chicks the whole time. 
Oh, he was recording the chicks, but then he would like flip the camera around and he was like side recording you guys singing all the songs. Like he was like doing like this thing. And I was like, that's badass, dude. I can't hey, be mad at that. Drunken Dixie chick singing. I, I think for any female. <laughs> I think maybe he was doing it to make fun of us. And I think I may have spilled my drink on him. Oh, like, even better. Like so. even better. I uh, My beatbox spilled over like on the ground, but it went under his seat. So hopefully maybe. her purse, maybe she had a purse and it was just sitting on the ground. That'd have been awesome. Maybe he's a fan of the podcast and was like, I think this is WTF. celebrities. Oh, I woke I up Saturday with a horrible headache. I did not drink enough water. <laughs> <laughs> you drank a, you drank enough of something else. So, you know, it's all good. I was in blackout. You remember was... the girls singing to you, Justin, on the street? Oh yeah. Well, I, I remember never... everything very clearly. So. Okay. Oh, I have. And then they funny. asked him to pay for his scooters. Yeah, they sing happy. We had a, a group of chicks stop us on the street and sing happy birthday to me, so that I oh, would yeah, pay your name's to Ed. get them scooters. Yep. So that was fun. Yeah, it was a good time, man. I I love doing stuff like that. We'll just have to we're, find more. We're old, boring people now, so like. It takes a lot for us to get out, get out and hang out with friends sometimes. But yeah, we had to get his walker down the stairs. It was pretty. <laughs> yeah. Now, Cheney, I did tell him when he goes to work, put in for Nickelback. Hey, man. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, I just, I just want to say I went and saw the chicks like five or six years ago. And I got free <laughs> tickets to that concert. And I invited Beth to go with me. And she like straight up was like, I'm not seeing those assholes. Like, I'm no way am I seeing them in concert. And then she goes to this concert and has the like the time of her life. So it's because I went. That's it's so gotta amazing. be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. <laughs> well, and they played their old stuff, so it was really nostalgic. Like <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to scream the song Earl? That's true. That's just in your song, ass though. was singing That's, it. That's that's the worst. I wasn't singing Earl. That's the worst song. No, he was what? singing Wide Open Spaces. I was, dude. That sounds, <laughs> I was like, that that badass. Well, no, you guys were giving a concert on the street when we were walking walking out. I mean, there was like people filming you doing that, too. So, you know, just saying. What part of what we were doing were they filming? You guys hold, with your arms around each other going, Wide Open Spaces. <laughs> At the top oh, of your shit. freaking lungs. Okay, so I guess we need to search Dixie Chicks Tulsa or the Chicks Tulsa on TikTok or YouTube and make sure we're not um, internet fodder. Yeah, yeah, I need luck. to make sure I'm not like viral for being a terrible TikToker. Good luck. Good luck. Just saying. The guy in front of us thought it was great. He was eavesdropping on our conversations and laughing his butt off. Yeah, so, yeah. He was having a good time. He was having a good time. It's okay. Well, we had a good uh, time. That's all that matters. Yes, that's right. Did. I also had That's a good right. time at this. Oh, foreshadowing. Ooh. I like it. Okay, I will I like say it. this. I really enjoyed this, even though I jumped well, like a baby. Spoiler alert. Um, Beth really liked it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of spoiler alerts, let's, uh, let's get you on for this. If you haven't seen uh, Insidious, The Red Door, go check it out. Um, what the heck are you doing listening to the podcast that tells you exactly what it's about? Um, or if you don't want to see it, Stick around, check it out. Um, listen to our dumbass commentary on it, and uh, 
hopefully you get some some useful nuggets there. Uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. There's another cuss word for you. And um, let's get to it. Hey, Chaney. Hey, Justin. You got some hoary gory fun fact about this movie for us? I do. I have a couple for sure. Ooh. So I actually was trying to make sure I got his name right. So Patrick Wilson, that's our main character. He's the daddy-o. This is actually his, what do they call it? Directorial debut. Yeah, man. So like he's the main character. He's the star and he directed the movie. And how it set up, he told his agent, like, I want to direct something that I write. And they're like, well, what if it's something that you don't write? What if you do Insidious? And he said, I will do it if I get to explain what happened in the second one. I, like, get to follow up on that one. So I thought that was cool. Hell yeah, dude. Because That's bad. So, so what did you think of his directing? Just curious. I felt like it was still the same director from the first one. I felt I still felt like it was James Wan. Did yeah. you not feel that way? Well, I got some commentary on that, but I thought he did a freaking amazing job. Yeah, if Justin hadn't told me it was his date, like the first movie he's directing, Channing, I wouldn't have believed it. Now, I know you guys know him from horror movies. He will always be Raul from Phantom of... Nah, he'll always be Stephen The Vicomte. He's the Vicomte. Stephen F. Austin from the Alamo, man. Come on now. What you talking about? Phantom's better. You get Gerard Butler singing Phantom. It's fair. And Patrick Wilson. It's a nice show. With his weird lips. Gerard Butler. He's got the weirdest lips. They were the, the Phantom. <laughs> this is I, Sparta. I never understood like why he got so pissed like when she undid his like mask, because it wasn't that bad. Like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I would I would kill to look like that. Like, take my mask off. Like, hell yeah. I, mean, what are you I now have about, to watch dude? it tomorrow. Again? The Phantom of the Opera? Dude, she watches. She used to watch this shit like once a week. I had I'm to not... watch it so much in high school in choir. Really? And I still oh, have the sense. soundtrack on my phone. Like, I love the soundtrack. It's beautiful. Me too. I want to walk down the aisle to... Um, 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 oh my God. Think of me? No. No. Her song with um, Patrick Wilson. Yes. All I ask of yeah. you. Oh. Yep, that's it. Oh, my God. I will sing it in my head, not out loud. No. Sorry, Justin. We overrode your podcast. No. The Phantom of the Opera is here. Where? That's all I know. That's all I got. All right. What else you got, Cheney? Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. At the beginning of every Insidious movie, you know, we have that crazy kind of like nails on a chalkboard sound. You're just like, oh, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It is compiled. Like they did 33 violins to get that sound. Yo, that's bad. I, I can only imagine them like going to like an orchestra and be like, all right, we just need violins and we want you to make the scariest noise you think you can make that's sick as hell dude and that is i would be like sign my ass up freaking iconic too right i mean they they put the credits on the screen it's like freaking raw insidious like so badass dude it never disappoints no well the third one did but we'll get you really you really think the last key disappointed no 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 no, the, you're just talking about the skeleton key or the last key or whatever it's called? Yeah, that's the third one. That's part oh, four. Oh, wait. No, the third one. That's part one. four. 
the third, third one language? is like, it's about some random girl like that's not even associated oh the prequel um kind of because technically the second one's kind of a prequel the fourth one is definitely a prequel the third one's with the goth girl right yeah it's like a goth girl she has to like go find lynn shay and uh to save her i don't know i wasn't a fan um they did say that this one was like the direct sequel to insidious 2 so the way you're supposed to watch it is insidious chapter i think three then insidious chapter four insidious insidious 2 insidious red door got it got it that's cool uh, but that's all I have for horror gory fun facts because I forgot my third one because I got kids running around here being loud. <laughs> it's all good, man. Um, the kid that played Dalton, what mm-hmm. other movies has he been in or shows? Because he's very familiar, like his faces. He was in uh, Jurassic World. He's the little kid in okay, Jurassic World. That's it. I was yep. like, he's been in a big movie. I just can't. Oh, no. He's been a whole bunch of them. Uh, he's the little kid in Iron Man 3 <gasps> that takes him back to his garage. You know, and gives him parts. Yep. Yeah, he's been okay. in all kinds of... He's in the whale. I don't know what he is in the whale. Um, maybe a student? Yeah, it could be a student or maybe the pizza guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in all kinds of stuff, man. But the biggest one's like Jurassic World and... Uh, oh, dude, he's in Hangman, which is like one of my top 10 favorite found footage movies. It has uh, the guy from Clueless that goes... That sings like, rolling with the homies. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, 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 uh. Curly hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brown curly hair. Yep. I can never remember his name. Yo, this dude, they, he's in a family, right? And they go on a trip. And when they go on a trip, some guy mo- like goes into their house and uh, like sets up camp in their closet or in their attic and then puts like cameras everywhere and is living in their attic while they are living at home. And he's like spying when they get back from their trip, he's like spying on them and like messing with them. And he's like literally in their attic the whole time. It's fucking wild. I said the F word. Beep. Beep. I I don't know of any other franchises that have ever kept the same characters. I don't think you understand how excited and impressed I was. And I, it was like a sigh of relief. I was like, oh, thank God we have the same character. Yeah, with the with the the only one I had a problem with was Foster, because you can tell he's not like same caliber. He's the little brother. He's not like the same caliber actor. So like you could tell he was just kind of like a normal dude acting, (laughs) trying to act. Like he was a child actor. He was a tiny. Walked away for a few years and then yeah. Yep. So, but that he was really the only one that I was like, I don't know. Maybe they should have recast him. <laughs> but I thought Nick it was cool the, they brought him back either way. Nick the Dick was funny with his yeah, poor no. mask. No. <laughs> Fuck Nick the Dick, dude. No. Just some blank. I'm I'm cussing. I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh yeah, so uh thanks for the thanks for the facts. I think quick quick overview of what this movie um is about. Obviously, this is a sequel to part two of Insidious, part one and two. Uh, follows the uh, Lambert family again, which, yay, thanks for going back to the Lambert family because that made me instantly invested. I freaking love this family. I love the characters. Um, Insidious one is one of my favorite horror movies. And uh, 
Uh, I was so glad to see them back on screen, like Cheney said. Um, but basically, we follow them. Uh, Grandma had just died. They're at a funeral. Um, and we find out that Dad and... So I'm going to start using their names. Josh and Dalton are having problems with their relationship. They're basically not talking at all. Dad's been kind of foggy um, and out of it. Can't really figure out what's going on with life. Can't remember crap. And he's been missing uh, from his family's life for, for a bit. Um, and we find out 10 years ago after the events of uh, the second movie, he, uh, they had a hypnotist erase their memories um, just, just Dalton and Josh. And now they can't remember anything from that time frame. Um, basically the rest of the movie is them, uh, dealing with that and opening up those opening back those memories, uh, unknowingly. And so, um, basically Dalton goes to school. He makes this picture, uh, from a subconscious memory. Um, he kind of like hand a God, draws it on a, uh, on an easel and it's of a, a red door and that red, that drawing actually opens up, uh, the ability for the red door to, to come back into play. Um, and that's really what the movie is. Everything else kind of fits back around it. We have some really, we have a really cool, uh, supporting character, I think introduced in this movie, uh, named Chris Winslow. She's played by Sinclair Daniel. Um, I freaking, freaking loved her. Yeah. The yeah, character awesome. was awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, comedic relief, but also she kept, she kept it. Um, okay. Right off the bat, Dalton is like very, very uh, dark. He is, uh, he has had so much trauma in his life and all this stuff to deal with. And he is literally exactly how I would picture Dalton would be 10 years later. Like it's exactly they they freaking nailed his personality so well. I'm glad they left him as an artist too. Like yeah, even when I saw like the I guess it was the credits, the beginning credits of him drawing as a little kid, and then yep. it progressing, and I was like, oh, that was such a good choice. Yeah, and and that's like how in the first one, that's like how Josh realized that's how it like snapped him into yeah. reality. Like oh, maybe there's some weight to this supernatural stuff because the whole movie is like, you guys are idiots. Like supernatural stuff doesn't exist. I don't believe you. Like let's base our decisions and facts. Our kid is in a coma, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then when he sees his son's drawings on the wall, it's like, I can see myself when I fly away as a superhero, you know, that type of stuff. He's like, Oh crap. Maybe, maybe they're telling the truth. So yeah, it was cool to see it all tie back together. Um, yeah. Yeah. And back to, back to Chris, like she, she helped because he was so dark, she really balanced him out and made them uh, enjoyable to watch together. Like all their interactions were like fun as hell. And uh, I was so glad to see her in this movie. Cause I dude, if I had to watch Dalton just sulk around the whole movie, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can't do this. And I, they probably realized that like, Nobody yeah, wants to watch she she needed to be there because if it yeah. was just him figuring out on his own, yeah, I would have. And I feel like if it was a guy, another guy, I don't think it would have yep. been the same either. They had amazing like friendship, whatever you know, could turn into something else. But chemistry on screen, it was very like their relationship was very believable. Yep, I agree. Which at their age isn't easy to you know the easiest to 
to do. So they nailed that. She was a great. I want to talk about <clears throat> when when Josh takes Dalton to school uh, because this scene was really hard to watch for me. Um, you know, I think anyone any dad with a, a older kid like above the age of eighteen can probably relate to what that conversation was like. Um, but I've had many conversations with my own kids uh, kind of related and very similar to that where it's like they're too old to like want to be with you and they probably have all this resentment towards you. And uh, so like, it doesn't matter what you say. They're going to like kind of take it the wrong way or they're going to, they're going to feel like you're trying to tell them what to do. And then they react in a certain way. Anyways, they get into this fight and he has to rush out of the room and his walk back to the car, dude, I'm, I'm in tears. I'm like, God dang, that's exactly how I feel when I say some stupid ass shit to my kid because I'm angry. I have a panic attack. I start crying. Like I, you know, that's hard to deal with, dude. And like seeing it on screen, I was like, oh my God. I actually just had that happen. I mean, we talked about it at the concert, but like kind of just had that happen to me a couple weeks ago and not to me. I had that happen in my life and uh, man, that was tough to watch, dude. I never seen it on screen like that. And it like, it cut me. That was pretty, it was pretty good. I feel like they, one thing on, go ahead, Shane. Sorry. I was just gonna say, I feel like he made Patrick Wilson's character more angry, like inside. And I don't know if it was just because of all the suppressed memories causing that frustration or what, but I was there for a little bit. I was like, dude, calm down. You weren't like this in the other movie. Yeah. Well, I think he's got, I think Patrick, I think Josh actually has, a ton of resentment towards his life, just life in general, because he he's messing up. He can't because he's so foggy, but he can't fix it and he doesn't know what to do. And he probably feels pretty helpless, like he's lost his family, but and he knows it, but he doesn't know why or how to fix it. And like, I would be very angry about that. And I that's a cool that's a cool way to put it, Chaney. I think a cool observation, because like it just brought a new depth to his character based on the 10 years of shit that he just went through because he wouldn't be the same right after 10 years of that, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a good observation. When they showed him in the parking lot, like he's already in the car, he shut the door and there's a figure in the background. And I kept waiting for him to like jump scare. You know, I was, I was puckered and ready to jump, but I kept thinking, all right, maybe it's his son, but then it disappears. And then later on we realize it's his dad. And I was like, that is awesome that they, you know, had that the clothes of whatever his dad was wearing in the background. We don't see him, but we know that there's something weird. And I love that it was the dad and not a, the demon. I yeah, felt like I that too. brought a more like heartfelt wrap around of this movie. I agree. Cause he hated his dad too, right? Like he had all that resentment towards his dad because he felt like his dad deserted him in the same way that he's doing to his kids. And uh, man, I just can't imagine what, how we feel like that. That's traumatic as hell. That's uh, that's crazy. I and it was cool. They, all the son and dads got redemption, you know, at the end. And that, I love that too. Sorry, Cheney. Oh no, you're good. I was trying to figure out who the hell it was. <laughs> I'm like, who is this person? Why are they following him? Yeah. I never caught that. It was his dad, the whole movie. Like, they, they I just remembered his that. shirt. He had like an orangish coral, like long sleeve button down. 
And that's like the color I remember seeing from in the car. Like when he was sitting in the car and they kept like, it, it was like the camera was going in and out of focus. Where we couldn't really see him, but Patrick Wilson kind of gets a little, like the lens makes him look a little fuzzy because they're looking at the back. And then when they showed him like break through the window and at his house, it was in that shirt. I was like, oh shit, that's who it was. Yep. That's what I was going to ask you guys because when that person broke through the window, they were wearing all black, I thought. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, it I can't was remember just a what full head-to-toe black figure. And that's what threw me off because then the dad started running up the stairs in orange. And I'm like... I'm oh, like, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, maybe, you're right. Maybe they forgot to just color the... Maybe they forgot to <laughs> color in the the stunt man, you know, that broke through the window. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Oops. Maybe you found a goof. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, when it comes out on streaming, I'll have to like pause it at the exact moment and make sure I'm not. Yeah, crazy. for sure. Yeah, now I'm like super curious, like for sure. Yeah, it was crazy when I when I watched it the first time. Like, you know, he breaks in, like chases him upstairs or whatever. Um, he like pushes him into the closet really hard, and I didn't understand like if that's his dad, why the hell would he push him that hard? Um. But it was to make that thing fall off the shelf yeah. with the pictures. The pictures. Like I, I guess I never put two and two together. Like, why would he push him so hard if that's his kid? Like, it's messed up. Like, knocked him out. But uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's talk about this uh, MRI machine scene. I uh, <sighs> that was very effective for me. Okay, so disclaimer: I get MRIs a lot, and it's doing the the sounds. The normal MRI machine makes, and I looked at Justin. I'm like, I normally sleep through this noise, and he just started laughing because I don't let him put like earplugs or anything because I have to wear the cage, and so it presses on my ears. That noise puts me to sleep. I started yawning in the movie because I was like, <laughs> oh hell, it's lullaby music. <laughs> but it is super loud when you're in there, and I thought it was awesome that they made it that loud, like you felt like you were in the machine. I um had really bad anxiety during this because I was like, I've gotten an MRI before, but I couldn't hear the sounds because I had headphones. But just him, like, looking around, especially with him looking back and not being able to move, I'm like, just crawl out of there! Stop screaming! Like, ugh! I did not like it. And then, whatever was crawling towards him, I jumped, I screamed, I grabbed Peter. <laughs> yeah. That was... Yeah, I yeah. jumped. I thought it was cool because the whole time it was coming from the back and he's like looking back and then all of a sudden it's like, whoop, nope, I'm at your feet. That's a, that was very effective. Ah. Like yep. Yep. And then I want to talk about uh, Red Face Man. He looks different. He does. He does. He, he looks, looks a little so different. Much better. He's got a lot of hair now. Um, Bozo. No more Darth hair. Maul. Well, little Darth Maul, but. Yeah. but more like Darth Maul. Dude, his lair looked badass in this movie. It looked really good. And they, they kept going to different shots of like dolls. And, you know, he had staged. Beth actually missed this part because it was a restroom time. But they actually staged. Uh, he actually staged scenes of Dalton's life mm -hmm. inside of his lair. And I thought with mannequins and stuff. And I thought, man, that is cool as shit. Yeah. Like it's not just random mannequins and dolls. It's like they're there for a purpose. Like yeah. he's like literally sewing things and like trying to make scenes out of Dalton's life. Um, wow. That's, that's badass, dude. That's badass. 
I was happy to hear the song. Of course. You got to play the song every time. I was telling Beth, like when we had the trail and Ada, you know, we play that song at the trail all the time. Yeah. And, uh, I used to I dance was... down the trail in the dark when I would hear it come on. I think Insidious skip. came out in 11, right? So it like came out, this... it came out the same year. Okay. So yeah. So it came out the same year we opened our first haunt. And uh, that's probably why. I mean, that's. We went and saw it and I was like, dude, we got to put that song in the haunted yeah. house. That's creepy as shit. Yeah, that's cool. Um, um, I will say I didn't, <clears throat> I felt it was kind of weird. Maybe they just did it for like levels and, but I, for a second I was like, is this like a ghost dog crawling around? I didn't catch on. It, like it was the red door guy until he was choking the girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and then I didn't understand why she couldn't see him. But when she had Dalton and all the lights in the other room, she could see the other people. So why couldn't she see the red door guy? She could see the other one. Yeah, I got a couple I got a couple theories there. Oh, okay. Because when he was he wasn't in the lair, he wasn't through the red door when they were at the frat house. Right? So he was just in the in the further, but he hadn't crossed the red door yet. And the red door is like the opening to the demon that wants to possess you. Um, which is why it's different for everyone. But like at the, at the frat house, he was just in the further. He wasn't at the red door at the other time. He was completely possessed in being held captive by the red face man in the further in past the red door. Like he was already there. So the door was open. So like actual demons like could escape into the real world. Right. Whereas the other one, the demon was coming through him because it was, I don't know. His I'm demon. just making shit up. I'm totally making all this up by the way. How dare you? I was like, believe I, know. It. Well, I think it's because <laughs> the demons attached to him. Well, yeah, but he- like, why couldn't she see the demon? You know what I mean? I so mean, I, I feel like your door theory is true. Well, the way Lynn Sh- the way, uh, what's her face? Uh, dude, I always forget her name. The one that Lynn Shea plays. Hang on. Elise. The way Elise, Elise explains it, like in the first one, is like you have uh, the astral plane, and then you, you go further into the astral plane. The farther you get away from your body, the m- more demons can attach, or the more insidious they become. And then you have all these like souls in there in the further that want to get out, but they don't want to hurt anybody. Right. They just they're desperate to leave. That's why, like at the end, you saw like four or five demons coming out. They weren't demons. They were just souls trying to escape. Entities. Entities. Right. They're just trying to come out. But you go past like the red door. Like that's where the demon is. That's where the insidious demons live. The ones that want to inflict. Oh, yeah. The have ones insidious that have been there for a really, yeah. really, really, really long time. Yeah. By the way, the, the way they made the demons look that were crawling. Or entities that were crawling out from under the bed, Cheney, the scene you're talking about with Dalton and Chris, they looked badass. I yeah. was like, how do we emulate that? And can we get an actor at some point to um, perform set contortionist looking something like that? Because it was haunting and just like gross. But knowing that people saw that come out of like a dark corner, somebody gonna shit their pants. Oh, yeah. I think the grossest. If that's even a word. Was Pew Crab Boy. 
Oh, God. Uh, that's, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I had to look away. Not like terrible. Uh, for parts just... of the puking because I was getting the. Yeah. You know, like the yawn thing. If you see someone yawn, you yawn. I'm like, I'm not puking in this movie theater. I am not that person. I am not Chunk from the Goonies. There's no puking yeah, in movies was... for me. Dude, just even before he saw him, like he was just throwing up in the toilet. Just that alone was disgusting. I was like, God dang, man. Yep. Uh, And then I really like how they brought back the dad scene where, you know, they're like, oh, dad, you tried, (laughs) dad tried to kill us, you know, and they actually showed, brought it back. And like, he was like literally in the basement, you know, trying to kill him with a baseball bat. So that was, uh, that was cool. They brought that back. I thought they did a good job. They made Patrick Stewart look Patrick Wilson. Keep saying Stewart. Yeah. Patrick Wilson. Uh Josh. They make Josh looks creepy as shit. Um obviously he's possessed by the the mean woman spirit uh from the first movie. But anyways, long story short, uh, uh redemption, Josh gets to go back in the further and save his kid. And then the kid gets to save his dad. And like that shit was badass, dude. And then the dad saves the dad. And then the dad saves the dad, and then like uh, oh, and Beth made a Beth, Beth made an observation that I was like I didn't even think about. So he put like at the end, Josh is like in the further. He's like calling out for his dad. He wants to just like get some closure there. Dad's nowhere to be found, and he sits his box of pictures. Grief. He sits his box of pictures uh, on the ground, and then it turns into a lantern, and then the dad shows up as the light. And Beth was like, I wonder if his dad is has been the lantern this whole time. Because the lantern is what guides them through the further, right? Yeah. Well, the only reason it dawned on me was the letter that Josh's dad left to his mom. You know, this will end with me. Or, yeah. Um, and then, like, the, the, the dad's spirit, whatever he is, ghost, he just looked so tormented. Like, and then in that scene, I was just kind of like, Either he puts the box down because he's hoping he'll manifest, but then it turned into the lantern, and I was like, oh my gosh, he was, what if that's his way that he was guiding them from the very beginning? They just didn't know. Yep. Yep. I like that. Even I, if that's not true, I'm going to believe it. Yeah. I like that, too. <laughs> I It was so crazy to me how they were able to take all of those past scenes and just completely put them in there like they filmed them with this movie. Yeah. Like the um, quality of the film wasn't different. <clears throat> it was all the same. So I'm like, how? Yep. And how? No, yeah, was, the editing nice. on this was ridiculous. Uh, like, yeah, he did a so dude, good. especially for a debut. Like, he did a great job, man. He did a great job. Now, uh, I was telling about this, but like, the. The one gripe I got is the first Insidious movie, in my opinion, was one of like the first type of movies like that in this like weird um, kind of creative, more creative way to do possession movies where it's not just like a demon possesses somebody and whatever. Um, And the way James Wan shot that movie was the first time I'd ever seen a movie shot like that too, where like the camera is actually like right behind your head and follows you through the house as you're walking like this, or it's right in front of your face and follows you this way. 
um, and it's shot in the day for the most part, especially after they move to their new house. Like it's all white walls. And so it's like bright, bright light. It's not even just like in a house. It's like bright, white, bright light walls. And that's very rare in a horror movie. One of the best jump scares of all time, obviously, is when Red Face Man pops up behind Josh right at the uh, at the table. And that was during the day, bright ass walls. The light was so freaking bright in there. Like, and it was probably one of the best jump scares of all time. And like, as we've progressed through all the movies, uh, they've kind of lost that like cutting edge type filmmaking because it's become more mainstream, obviously, but like they started putting like cinematic filters on the film and like, you can tell this one is a big budget horror movie. It has like a cinematic feel to it. It has a cinematic filter on it. That first one didn't feel like that. It very much felt like something we had never seen, uh, something fresh. And like, we've lost that piece of it. Um, doesn't mean I, uh, takes anything away from this movie. I think this movie is really well made, but, uh, it's just not the first one. The first one was so groundbreaking, I think. So that's, that's my, really my only gripe about this movie. What's your gripe, Cheney, Annie? No. No. (laughs) My only gripe is you have Patrick Wilson as the main, you know, character in two different horror movie franchises. Yeah, it's like, kind of hard. He doesn't to... look different, so you they're know kind of, they're supposed they're in the same universe too. Well, they fuck you're talking about the Conjuring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Conjuring and Insidious are in the same universe. They're in the Wannaverse. That's fair, but it's just it's one of those things that it's like, and it's just me nitpicking, really. But like, they could have changed his hair color, or they could have made him had a beard, like something well, to that be fair. makes him differentiate between Warren. Well, to be fair, when he's playing Ed Warren, he's chubby. Like, he's definitely chubbier. And in a suit. In a suit. And it's a different time. It's a different era. So it's a different time period. So he's always wearing, like, browns. And, like, in this movie, he looked like a dad. He's wearing dad shorts and dad t-shirts. You know what I mean? And in that movie, he looks like a... Oh, and he's got longer hair, too. So, like, he looks like a nerdy ghost hunter. Like, that's... He looks like kind of like Ed Warren. Ed Warren's like, no offense, but one of the ugliest dudes. Like, and they try to ugly him up for that movie to play Ed. It's hard to ugly up him because he's a good-looking guy. But like, they they try, right? He's, he gets chubby and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it is kind of hard to keep track. A lot of times when I think back and like try to piece together the movies, I have to remember which movie it was. Like. Was that The Conjuring or was that Insidious? I can't remember which one that was. And it does. It does get kind of convoluted. And and for a while, weren't they releasing like Conjuring movie one year? They're being Insidious the next. Like it was almost yeah, like every other year. The thing is with Insidious, only the first two had the family in it. Oh, that's true. So, you know, there was only like a couple, couple crossovers. You know what I mean? Speaking of ghost hunters, did you love how the ghost hunters were on YouTube? Dude, Specs and uh, what's his face? Yes, I thought they were gonna like go into the story of Dalton, and that's what how he was gonna find out. But yo, that would have been badass. So that would have been badass. Um, So this is a this is a guilty uh, admission here. But so Specs is played by Lee Wanell. 
And I never knew that. So like this whole time, Lee Winnell's been in all the Insidious movies and uh, I had no idea. And I'm like, dude, what the heck, man? And Lee Winnell is like my dude. Like he's like one of my favorite directors of all time. And obviously him and James Wan are like, they're like best friends and they, you know, they co-made Saw and they co-made The Conjuring and they co-made Insidious. Like, like, I don't know. How did I not freaking know that was Lee Winnell? I knew it was Lee Winnell in Saw, you know, when he's in Saw and he's like chained to the toilet or whatever. But I didn't, some reason I didn't recognize him in as specs. I think he looks different with glasses on, I guess. And without the Australian accent, I don't know. Weird. I've seen a million freaking interviews with him and not once did I ever think Specs was Lee Winnell. <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah, man. So you want to rank Want to rank this thing? Uh, yeah. You want me to go first? You go first. I'm giving it a five. Nice. Love it, dude. I really love this movie. I I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the franchise regardless. Um nice to find a franchise that you can follow from the beginning um i mean halloween is my ultimate franchise but i you know i couldn't be there in the 70s to actually watch the original like when it first came out but being a part of this franchise from the very beginning like i think that's why i enjoyed it so much and it was like the end of the chapter it's the end and i hope they don't make another one but if they do keep it the same i don't want them making thinking they're remaking it or making another one and then ruin it insidious in space yeah or you know demon man in manhattan (laughs) (laughs) yeah red red face man in manhattan that's (laughs) yeah he's got like a boom box he's got like a boom box no he changes the name instead of tulips to times square oh my gosh Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't complain. I like Jason in Manhattan. That's a guilty pleasure watching that. I just wish that movie took place in Manhattan and not on a freaking cruise ship. Like, it's like 90% on a ship and 10% in Manhattan. But it's okay. It's okay. I get it. I like that movie too. It's one of the... I don't like all the ones that everyone else likes. I usually like the the weird ones. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Beth, what do you uh what do you rank this one? Bethany. Bethany. A four? Yep. Get out. Oh, you're gonna go higher. Get out. Uh I have other ones that I like more. Um I honestly the acting, like okay, it's probably more of a four point five now that I'm thinking about it, because like the acting was sublime, but they're Trina, you hit on it, their continuity. Like having everyone be the same actor they were 13 years ago. Like, that's not easy to do. Um, But I felt like it made the relevance there. The sets, I told Justin this on the way home, they did that college so well, I swear I could smell like that musty old piss smell you get in like old college dorms. Like it felt so real. Like all of the sets felt very like. There's a reason why they chose that. Hang on. Cheney, your light went dark and uh, you kind of like softly faded away into the background and you look like the cover of a uh, of, uh, queen, you know, where they're all like just floating heads. <laughs> she was awesome. Got to play that one back. No, but honestly, I, 
all the attention to detail in this was, I didn't, you know, normally you watch, especially horror movies, and you can see a lot of airs. Like, there's a weird reflection or something. All of this. I also loved how they did the text conversations. Just very short blips on the screen instead of it like a scrolling, you know, like this long list of dialogue you're looking at. I mean, it was beautifully done. My ass jumped three or four times. But I got that endorphin adrenaline high from it, and I loved it. So, it's a lot of fun. I... I definitely think they did one into the right way to follow up with this. Look at look at Cheney right now. <laughs> this it's so that's badass, dude. She looks like a spirit. Oh my god! I'm in the further. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could be in his dorm room with the red lighting. Did I scare somebody on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you probably made your kids shit their pants. <laughs> Doubt it. Doubt it. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I had to get off. fact about them filming at the college, and I can't find it. Well, I had to jump off a second ago. Our youngest just got home from work, and I was giving him dinner. That works. Um, so I will rank this a, a 4.5, and only because it's not as inventive as the first one. Uh, but I do love this movie. I think it, this is a really good, really good horror movie. It's one of the better ones to come out recently. There's been a few that have come out. They're like, this is going to be the scariest movie of the of the year, which they do all the time. Uh, <clears throat> Boogeyman. And then it just turns out to be just like, yeah, that's like every other freaking horror movie ever made. Um, so, yeah, I I love I love the Lambert family. Uh, I love Patrick Stu. Patrick Wilson, not Patrick. Stewart. Justin, he is not Professor X. I know, dude. Not that shit off. <laughs> Next uh, thing you know, Patrick, call Patrick Swayze. I literally love every movie he's in, um, <laughs> even the bad ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe have a man crush on Patrick Wilson. I don't know. No one puts baby in a corner, Justin. You know, it's all good. Um, and yeah, so definitely check this one out. I'm I'm all in now. Where I rank this in the Insidious uh, filmography, I would say it's Insidious 1, then it's this one, then it's number two, then it's The Last Key, and then it's part three, whatever they called that one. Um, Insidious part trash. Um, <gasps> it was not good. It was not good. Not good. Um, but this ranks number two in the, in the filmography for me. So I found so, the college thing. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay, so the college featured in the film is named after Jane Pierce, who was one of the former first ladies. She was a cultist who would hold seances in the White House to communicate with her dead son. Whoa. Whoa. That's cool. It's a real place? Yeah. That's cool. Justin, hell, I'm man. going to that damn college. I want to see if I anything weird to say. Good luck. A pukey yeah. boy. Maybe you'll see maybe you'll see Cheney in her floating head, you know. I'll just bring it with me in my carry-on. <laughs> oh uh, all right. So we got a five and two four and a half. Is that official from you, Beth? A four and a half? Yeah. You change your ranking? Okay. Uh, I said that. Well, I know. You got to make it official. You got to put the stamp on it. Um, uh, I'm locking in my final answer. Um, what's his name from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? 
Oh, Regis. Regis. Regis, I'm locking in my final answer. Well, yep. you're wrong. So, um, no. <laughs> Rude. You will not be a millionaire today. We Jamie, do you see what I live with? Here. We all have opinions, Sarah. <laughs> That's why you brought me on the show. Ooh, uh, I do. I do like these type of movies too, where like we all love it. You know, it just makes it fun. It was a fun movie. Like yeah. I was interested the whole time. Yep, I agree. I agree. And I'm a weenie when it comes to scary movies. Well, I'm a lot better now, thanks to Cheney and Justin. But for a long time, I wouldn't go. Justin would beg me, Cheney, to go see these movies. I was like, nope, take one of the kids. What changed? So needless to say, Brandon is very surprised I went to see this movie. What changed? I'm curious. I wanted to be like the cool kid. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the right way to do that. Okay, peer pressure is a bitch. Okay, well, yeah, that's more, more like, more like it. But honestly, okay. I love doing being a part of the podcast. Whenever I watch them with you guys, it's like the highlight of my part of my weekend. And um, and if it turns somebody else, it's a little like leery of them. I mean, I thankfully I was able to find a trilogy that I loved its horror, um, and then it just kind of branched out from that. So. Thank you, Rob Zombie, for also making me love horror movies. Oh, we were talking. We were talking the other day about uh, we were watching the Righteous Gemstones, and it's got uh, Uncle Baby Billy. And oh, uh, that's a good series. Oh, it's so freaking good, dude! It's so. Do not good. let your kids watch it. Well, I don't know. That's maybe fair. not. Um, but Uncle Baby Billy, he's played by Walter Goggins, who was on The Shield, uh, and Beth was like, "Oh, he was in." What else was he in? I can't remember. But what I forgot to tell you, he's also in Devil's Rejects House of, or uh, House of a Thousand House Corpses. of a Thousand Corpses. He's one of the deputies that gets killed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. See, I didn't have to tell you that. You already knew that. Of course you did. I also see the picture <laughs> that Ram Zabi posted on Facebook because today, 18 years ago, is when House of a Thousand Corpses was released. So it's the 18th anniversary today. Whoa. And they Wait. posted a picture and... No, no freaking way. Because I watched that movie in eighteen years, it, Justin. He it's only been it. eighteen years. It feels way older than that. I'm googling it right now. That's crazy. Yeah, because I have the picture. He made a post, so I saved the picture because Sid looks so young in it. I watched that in Tucson, Arizona. Two thousand and three. It's twenty years old. Yeah, it's twenty years old. I watched that in Tucson. Oh, well, he posted eighteen years, so I don't know if maybe it was like maybe I, I said that Devil's was, Rejects. Devil's Rejects. Let me see. Yeah, I remember specifically. Devil's Rejects 2005. Is that 18 years? Yeah, that's 18 years. Okay, so maybe it looked yeah. like it looked like it was House of a Thousand Corpses from the background, but I should gotcha. I need yeah. to look at what their outfits they have on because uh, depending on their outfits. House of a Thousand Corpses was April 11, 2003. Devil's Rejects was July 22, 2005. There you okay. go. Okay, yeah, it was Devil's Rejects. I uh we put it on we put it on the DVD and back in the day DVDs had like this like video that played over the menu and it was of uh, Captain Spaulding he was like well tootie fucking fruity like over and over and I fell asleep with it on and it was just playing all freaking night and I woke up and I just had it like ringing in my ears and I was like oh my god I'd never want to watch this movie again Jesus Christ so guilty pleasure well not guilty pleasure but guilty admission mm-hmm. uh the song from house of a thousand corpses of pussy liquor mm-hmm. um 
I have on my phone. Because <laughs> it takes me back to, like, if you watch the music video that Rob Zombie put out, it's all the best, like, clips of House of a Thousand Corpses. And I'm like, yes! He okay, actually... Uh, he actually played that at Rock, Oklahoma the last time he was there, oh. and I was like the only one that knew the lyrics. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Song. Maybe not the only one, but I felt like it around me. They were just like, and I'm like, beep licka, <laughs> make it quicker. <laughs> yeah, no guilty pleasure, but that's really that helped me. And then honestly, with you guys and Justin would watch him at home. I mean, hell, that's how I found the Greasy Strangler. I thought Justin was watching some kind of, like, fetish porn at first. <laughs> it's the dad walking out of the car wash butt naked with his paper mache. He Here's the thing. He was. That's I fair. mean, that movie basically is a, a fetish porno movie. <sighs> that's fair. Bullshit artist. Um, all right. Well, I think Juicy Prickus. Juicy Prickus. I think with all that being said. <laughs> This is a nice Sorry, to wrap this up in a bow. Uh, thanks everyone for joining and tuning in for this week's episode. Uh, please go follow us on all the socials. Uh, and underscore if you have a recommendation podcast and uh, we would really appreciate that. What's that Beth? If they have any movie recommendations for next week, please hit us up. Yeah. We're always sure. interested in everyone else's list of weird shit too. For sure. Um, and with that, uh, I'm Justin and Chaney for Chaney and Beth, and I'll let them I'll let them say bye. And I'm Chaney. You're watching the Disney Channel. You gotta do the hand thing, the, the mouse I drawing. Did. Thing. Oh. <laughs> well, you couldn't see it because your spectral your spectral oh, yeah. spirit floated away. Yes, Chaney, <laughs> that background with like you're moving. It your Justin's right. It just looks like your head. It's awesome. I love that background, but um, thank you everybody um, for watching. Bye. All right. We out. Peace. Deuce.